0: I remember one time at an airport I saw a lady with like she did her hair to look good and I was like oh I like your hair and that's it right Yeah. and she was like you just made my day mm-hmm. as soon as I walked away my said, first <laughs> <you> exactly <laughs> my first thought was like you got a stranger make your day what the fuck
1: welcome back everybody to another amazing episode of the Careful Boys we're what? currently off the record and we have Mr. Jared Feather in the seat yay
2: Welcome, Jared. Mister Jared. So, here's the
1: question. Jared. Everybody. Okay. When yeah. was a... Can
2: you arm wrestle
1: him before we start? <laughs> yeah, yeah. God. What if my shit just breaks? What no, but he's
2: you? tired right now. You got him when he's, he's in prep. tired.
1: We're, we're laterally sitting in yeah, a disadvantaged would, position for me. Break Look at me. <laughs> you're giving me no handicap here.
2: Do power slap. Do power slap. Power slap.
0: Jared's like I will literally kill him. Tell me when you're ready. I'll rip his arm
2: out. I'll him. tell you. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tie. It. You guys ready? Don't what? be afraid, Bart. How about you versus? I time? already
1: know I'm gonna You're, lose. But you got the get strong program. This is a chance to test your That's mind. That doesn't work. A You're man, the strongest, strongest one out of all of us. You're the strongest one out of all of us. And I'm still gonna You're lose. our representative. Then why are you
0: suggesting I go? Because <laughs> it's more fun to watch kids get beat up.
3: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> you look so young. Yeah, we you so talked young. about that already. It's the forbidden fruit.
1: Part of me wants to. <laughs> but I know I'm gonna get injured. Just to grip so the hand, inside. you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, me for like five yeah. Seconds, really. just scare me for like okay. five seconds.
2: Ready! Yeah, yeah. Just to feel the- I'm already scared! Look at this <laughs> forearm! <laughs> man. Jesus Christ! On your mark! Get Ademar. set! Go! I've already I've been going! Are you going? Are you <laughs> <up>? <laughs> Hey, you didn't even do it! He said, Are you going?
1: All right. I thought he was just getting ready. I, I was holding back 10%, I 10%. 10%. Are you going?
2: <laughs>
1: when, here's the question. When was a moment all right, that you realized that your craft or your interests became your calling? Oh, boy. That's a, that's um. Everybody here got some, whether it be business, whether it be content creation, whether it be dancing, working out, fitness, whatever. But there was definitely a moment where our interest Turned into something that we knew was maybe more of our calling. What was what were moments that either led up to it or a singular point? You go first.
0: Yeah,
2: you go first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. is a lifestyle. It's like an, an encompassing thing. Yeah, you gotta go
2: hardcore. You gotta be a, your own science project.
4: <laughs> um man, I'm gonna give you guys a really fucking boring answer. It's not gonna be fun. Okay, tell me. Well we'll start boring. So it's Um The lack of forward thinking in my childhood growing up, living day-to-day shit like that, I realized was a really poor way to live. And I knew that if I just heavily invested in my future and education, and then when I finally realized health was a thing, my future and health, that things would slowly add up over time. It had nothing to do with a singular moment in time, nothing to do with, oh, this is exactly what I want to do with my life. When I found the things I wanted to invest heavily in, I just did, and over time to become better and better and better. And I think that's the way most people should live. Um, if you had like a moment in time where you were like, oh, this is the shit, this is what I'm going to do, that's fucking awesome. Um, what, was like, there like a, a slightly
1: aha experience even like maybe <laughs> I, had like a, a, I had a
4: good experience as far as like the bodybuilding stuff goes Which I don't make my money in bodybuilding. Like I said, I'm a sports scientist for a really cool company Um, I think when I found Mike as a mentor and I was acing all of his His tests and stuff. I was like, oh wow. I kind of am this intelligent person Uh growing up, I, you know, I was Mike was
0: his back. professor and then now his boss.
4: Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. He's like a colleague um, So a colleague I- <laughs> He owns. He owns RP. You could call him a boss. Yeah, so, see? Oh, right, Beat this guy up, dude! Stop talking shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I get it. Mike's better. You like him more. Because <laughs> uh, through high school, you know, growing up poor, being white trash, like there were times when I would walk into my classroom, and because my last name was Feather, the teacher would look at me and be like, "I don't want to look at your fucking face today. Get out." Like, my last name had that much negativity around it. Wow. Like like wow. I said, they're all meth addicts and like, shit like, oh shit. Wow. Got, all my cousins got uh, kicked like out of Ruth's
0: school. Ruth's family in Ozark. Yeah, yeah, literally. Wow. <laughs> my oh, uncle man. owned a meth
4: lab.
1: Oh yeah,
0: oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they just heard their name, they're like, oh, you guys are-
4: Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, Feather was like, all right, get the fuck out of my class. Uh, so I just thought I was a stupid kid. Like, I, you know, I didn't do super well. Like, I always liked being at school because I was not at home. Mm-hmm. So I had like really good attendance. I don't know, like a 2.0 GPA or some shit. Like, sometimes it was hard to grasp concepts.
2: Oh, me too, man! High five! Yeah,
4: Yeah, then I got to college and, you know... Langmore. 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 Yeah, yeah. I found found that stuff and uh, just realized, you know, hey, I'm pretty good at this shit and I'm gonna keep doing it and see... see So it was a
2: gradual thing for you because it was like one aha moment that led to another aha moment.
4: Yeah, it's just like, you know, investing in yourself and then that return on investment, you know, accumulates over time. But, like, bodybuilding, um, I did a show at 19 years old, first show ever. Um, I won, I basically turned pro immediately.
2: So you won your first show. Well,
4: I was like, I'm gonna be pretty good at this. And it's natural too, right? Yeah, it was a natural body. Wow.
2: So you beat steroid guys.
4: No, no, this was a natural bodybuilding show also. Oh. It was in the natural federation. So right. what at that point though, prompted you even to join that show? Um, I knew that my mom enjoyed health and fitness growing up. And, um. She just couldn't do it anymore because of the the tumor situation. Um, And I was like, you know, if she wanted to do this when she was younger, I should give it a shot, just kind of like an honor my mom, just, it'd be cool. Um, And I had a friend that I went to university with, who was like, hey, I'm doing this show, you should do it with me. So finally I was like, you know, the whole thing seems weird, getting fucking spray tan and getting on stage and and like a little man thong. So I actually did a men's physique first. That's what you wear board shorts. It's like Uh, literally you get on stage with swim trunks because you know everything else you know i was a kid from missouri midwest and i was like raised around super conservative so was fucking weird <laughs> gay. Uh, this shit's gay man it's gay shit but you know eventually over time i was like all right yeah. this is cool um so yeah i was like well i was i i won i looked pretty damn good lean and i think that i could be really good at this and by that time i was the the friend who leads the workouts i was the person people came to to like what do i do for the gym how do i lose weight how do i gain muscle and i was like okay, people kind of see me as this person that can really help them. So I'm just gonna, let's go with it. And I just kept doing that over time. and Get to work for a badass company. You know.
0: And that helped, that propelled you to get your master's and further education?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, whenever I realized I was pretty decent in the education realm, I was like, uh, and you know, realizing people really came to me as an authority throughout that course of time in college. I was like, gosh, oh, I, I could really learn more and more and more. I got three, four degrees now and uh, can help people with basically any aspect of fitness that I want to.
1: Like, it's really cool. See, that's not a boring answer. To me, that's like a good answer because I know that. Like, I'm. I know we have like fans and followers. That's like, a good answer. Yeah. yeah, that have those kinds of questions. Sometimes they're sure. like, oh, like you know, maybe they wanna uh, do this for their life or something, but they think that there's some sort of risk component, or they they don't understand what the signs are that are like. I'm actually good at this, maybe I should take another step. Yeah, yeah, But like to even know that one, you know, whether it be nurture versus nature, you, there were certain things, whether it be your mom wanting to 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 be into health and fitness to your, your situation where you wanted to be at the gym all the time because you were escaping something. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you got good enough to the point where people or your circle started like trusting you, yeah. or, or, or you would build relationships with other people in that space that would eventually be like, hey, come be a part of this thing, and just slowly, one yeah. step at a time, one stair at a time, up this like you know staircase that eventually got you to one place. Because so many people are like, how did you get to fucking Z already without seeing like letter yeah. by letter 100%. and stuff? 100%. But then to see somebody who's like more than just like bodybuilding, like you said, it's a lifestyle, education. You got your masters. You're working with your colleagues that are that was your professor. Like mm-hmm. those are like the realistic ways that somebody gets to where they yeah. need to get to. Yeah. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, it's cool because even you know, oftentimes you're you you do not even know what the fuck you do enjoy like yeah i know many people like that they're like i'm trying this thing and that thing and i enjoyed this thing for a year but then i just got tired of it it became mundane whatever it's like finding those people in in your space and and getting mentors and like even just asking if you guys like this style of shit and you love podcasts ask these guys questions like they're the fucking guys at the top now they weren't here fuck, 15 years ago and now here they are so it's cool because you can find those mentors and find people who can really push you in the direction where you are enjoying certain things and that actually helps you to figure out what you enjoy even more. Because the mentor's like, wow, you're good at this thing. You're like, Oh shit, am I? Wow, cool, cool. And you have that outside respect too, and that outside somebody else seeing that your hard work is paying and off validation. other than yourself. That good validation. So I'm trying to get mentors now. For real. I never have mentors. Business
1: mentors,
2: especially, yeah. man. Oh man, the mistakes that Mentors, please. No, legit. Save me, man. After the fact, they go, why did you do that, Joe? I don't know. I wish I knew you back then. (laughs) Why'd you tell me? (laughs) I wish you knew, yeah.
4: And that's the cool part, too, because you have them. You're going to get to a point in business where you're like, wow, I'm really successful. And then you're going to have kids who are like 25 to 30 when you're 50, Mm -hmm. 60. And you're going to be like, yeah, I'll help you out. That's just kind of like the richest people who have really made names for themselves tend to be like the nicest people that I've talked to. The black belts in the gym are the fucking most humble dudes ever. The guys at the top are the ones that they actually will give you the fucking time of day. It's the white belt that walks in with a chip on his shoulder who wrestled in high school
2: that's a dickhead. That's it, like, it's it's a- The micro-influencers that are more diva than- (laughs) Legit. People I know that got millions of fucking followers. It is hella
1: true, though. Legitimate, yeah. It'll
2: be like 20,000 followers on Instagram thinking that they're fucking Halle Berry and shit. (laughs) And it's like, Halle Berry. (laughs) It's like, shut up, dude. You're so mean. (laughs) All right, I gotta hear everybody else's now. Let's hear it. Let's get them. I don't even know if I- I'm still searching bro. Like what my thing is today's video is brought to you by Warby Parker Warby
0: Parker offers you everything that you need for happier eyes eyeglasses sunglasses contact lenses and even eye exams and you can shop with them online or in stores Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses try-on at home for free. There's no obligation to buy, ships free and even includes a prepaid return shipping label. You can also add a pair and save.
2: Get 15% off when you choose two or more pairs of eyeglasses
0: or prescription glasses. So one of my favorite things about Warby Parker is the home try on program. Because a lot of times, you know, you're know you stuck at the store and you're like, dang, I don't want to buy this many. I want to narrow it down to one or two that I like, but you wish you can go and pair it with some of your other clothes. Mm-hmm. And for me, I already kind of generally know the shape of sunglasses that I like. And usually I'm just trying to switch colors. So with the try on at home program, you can get like three, four of the same models and I'll get clear, black tortoise, maybe have a reflective lens or like a a smoky lens and I get to just try on and really dial in what I like. And if you prefer shopping in stores, they have over a hundred and ninety retail locations. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash off the record. So like
2: I think so so I think when I hear this question it's usually from people that haven't launched like they have a failure to launch and they have so many things that they want to do or they don't even know what they want to do and then um they go how do you do it and i'm like i don't fucking know like i just choose something i have the flavor of the month or the year and i obsessively do it until i satisfied and then so all the things that i've got into like i don't even know if i have that one thing like you know i, I guess you guys could identify as dance and you made a name through dance and you've been through the uh, whole like system and the authority and then the, 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 there's like a whole thing around it. Everything that I've done, there's not really like a governing force or any type of way to measure it objective. Well, maybe even
1: more of a crazy story than it's cause obviously there's a very clear example that comes to mind for you, uh, in my understanding of even things like, like JK films and JK News. Like yeah. not having a governing or or concept of like yeah. this is a way to do something and then still being full force and being like, This is what we do. You know what I mean? This is what I do. This is what <laughs> we're gonna keep pushing regardless without any fucking mentors in front of us, you know, and being the almost inaugural generation. Like that's, that's probably even more risky and crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think a really good aha
4: moment for everybody listening to have is that... Uh, and this is just so overset, but it's so fucking true. Set aside the fear for, of failing at anything you're going to do. And it's like the launch, just fucking launch it. Who gives a shit? I've failed at so many things in my life. Relationships, uh, different avenues of, of school. I thought I wanted to do like fucking aerospace engineering the first time I got into college I was like this sounds neat well I'll try some math then I sucked and I was like oh shit something else um it, that really is like the aha moment you you got to have is that realizing where the, the fear is and then just setting that shit to the side because you're never going to get anywhere with it so how about y'all what you got Oh, was it your first cauliflower? Your <laughs> now, first, oh shit! It's it's getting there. Mom, looking not at even. It just
3: it just blew up one day. No, I think uh, I was always into like into fitness. I was always into like martial arts growing up. And then as soon as like I finished high school, I was like, I want to fight. I want. I had like an affinity for it. I started training, and then. Like what you said somebody was like, oh, you're pretty good at this. You should do this next. Like, so, because I was, I'm very, not very confident at all. I was always like, oh, you think so? Oh, jeez. Like, I was like that. Still am (laughs) kind of. Same, man. man. I was the same. Okay, thank you. Okay, (laughs) mister, if you think so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So people were like, you should fight. And I was like, oh, really? You think? Okay. And then, (laughs) And they were like, oh, okay, you did pretty good. You want to do next one? And I was like, all right, if you think I'm ready. And that was like just how it went on, right? Just beating everybody's ass all humble. <laughs> not even, not even. So
2: <laughs> your your route is instead of you having this desire to go full force and motivation, it was more like people were believing in you and then telling you to do it, and you just followed it. <laughs>
3: yeah, I just would listen huge, it. man. Like, that's how I got into coaching. Like, like, when I stopped fighting and I was like, man, I can't do this anymore, my brain hurts. And then all these, like, uh, a lot, one of the parents, like, I still talk to this day, I remember he came up to me and like sat me aside and was like, "You should do this. Like, Told you should you. coach." And I was like, "Really?" And I was like, "I was in college at the time. I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do." And then he just kind of motivated me to do that. And then mm-hmm. my boss, my coach at the time, Savant, was like, "You should be doing this too. This is how." And I just felt like, "Okay, this is an easy way for me to make money. I don't have to work a regular job. I could just charge people hourly, whatever, and then just figure it out." And then as time went on, I realized, okay, I do the kickboxing stuff, the boxing stuff. Some people want to learn how to get strong. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to really do that. I should learn how to do strength training. And then that led to, oh, I need some nutrition help. And I was like, I don't know how to give advice on this. And then it kind of led to that. So just as the needs came about, I just like what you said was just trying to figure out like how can I make my business a little bit better? How can I help more people? You didn't settle either, which is the coolest part. Like
4: you knew there was room for growth in that aspect of everything that you were doing with the coaching stuff. And anytime something arose, you were like, there's further room for me to grow as a coach and a person. So let me just keep continuing to learn, which is very fucking important.
3: I just felt like I, he- I kept hitting walls. with yeah. I was like, how come I can't get this person to get to the next step? Like, what am I missing? You know, so it would be like looking into other things like, you know, thinking about behavioral as a whole. Like, how can, how can I get someone to not do these behaviors and do these behaviors? So it's like a lot more of that stuff. But without that, I don't think I would be, you know. I wouldn't have a business anymore. I wouldn't be able to have a job. And it's crazy to th- even think about like that. I am able to pay my bills with this stuff. But at the same time, it, it goes back to that fact of just kind of just always trying to, it's so corny cause everyone says it, but it's true that like a lot of the, the truest things in life are true is just you have to keep getting better because you will always hit a wall. And if you're content with that plateau, then you can stay there, but you have to try to like get better and do more things. And I feel like, um, I'm constantly getting into more aspects of not just fitness, but like running a fitness business or just business as a whole, because I can't move to the next level until like you learn the basics of it. So it's just trying to like learn more and, and yeah, just as time goes, like just don't rush it. Cause I think earlier too, I was so worried about like, I need to be here already. And it's like, you'll never get there until you do all those small menial things that and you need to take and just like not being afraid of failing is a huge thing. And that's something that you have to keep practicing. Like you can't just say, I'm not gonna be afraid of fail. You have to like put yourself in fires a little bit and then just see what happens. You have to try shit out, you know, but that's just kind of my story with it. That that college version of you that was sitting down
1: with that parent who was like, hey, you should get me a coaching or whatever. And you were kind of like being motivated at that time, but you didn't know yeah. if you were to take that guy and look at who you are and what you do
3: now. What do you think that guy would think? I'd be very excited. And I, I, I've been thinking about that recently because oh, sometimes oh. you get to the point where you're like, oh well, you know, I, when I when I only had like two three clients, I was like, man, if I just have a full schedule, I'd be so happy. <laughs> and then now that you're lucky enough to be able to say you have a full schedule, you're like, oh shit, it is crazy. And you get to just farting around in the gym all day and hang out with cool people, <laughs> you know, just have great conversations with people. It's Nothing's better than that, but you know, stop looking like that, Ryan. Why? No, it sounds really cool. Thanks, man. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Dude. Fuck you. <laughs> what about you, Bart?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm in the same boat as Joe a little bit. Um, where like what we did at the time, to- at the time we didn't even know. <clears throat> at least I didn't even know that we we're even making funny videos. Like I don't even know what laughing was. I just knew we would make videos.
2: (laughs) I did not know what laughing
0: was. I just thought it was an extended cough. Like, we would just make videos in the beginning, right? And, like, I didn't know comedy produces laughs. I just knew this is a warm feeling and it feels... Uh, Oh, like, we're just fucking around. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know we were... You guys were having fun. You weren't looking at the science of Comedy, exactly, right? It's like seeing someone, like, bob their shoulder at the club, and then they're like, oh, you're dancing. And you're like, oh, I am? Yeah, you're like, technically, anytime you move your body to music, that's dancing, and you're like... Oh, okay. So it was kind of like that where <laughs> me and Joe were just making these things that's, rec- that's being recorded not knowing what we were doing. And then um, it made me kind of like think in retrospect, I'm like, oh man, all the my favorite moments in life was when I was just acting funny or having a funny time. And now I look back at all the awards I ever got as a kid, they were always like most humorous or like, like a jokester or whatever, or most talkative. Like I was, I've always been kind of like class clown and I'm like, Oh, I think I really enjoy the funnies. And then so as we pursued, um, like YouTube and kind of start building like this, this like multiple channels and like a business, I think there was a part of me that's like what Joe is explaining. It's like a very unformalized thing. So I think that's why I had such a, a gravitation towards formalizing what we were doing. So I went to UCB, took like improv class, took uh, I started doing stand-up comedy. We took sketch writing classes at UCB. We took sketch writing from uh, one of the writers of Kim Peel to just kind of like okay, let's package this thing at the club into like okay, I'm officially now a crumper or I'm officially now like a, a popper or whatever. And then um, I think. Ha- understanding those techniques and having formalized this like Kind of like primal feeling but not knowing what it is. I'm like okay, cool. I really like comedy now and Then even going beyond JK I realized that's really I think what I just enjoy doing because even with like the Bartle Brigade stuff My favorite stuff is making fitness funny, <laughs> you know, like doing a funny approach to fitness Or even my favorite moments with my son is when we both are doing funny things or he's doing a funny thing Or even in my own vlog channel I just like funny moments and just i just like having a a silly goose time so i think the time that like i had my first aha moment is it's it doesn't really matter if you think you're good or if you think you're funny right Because like who knows if you're really like where you're at but when me and joe got called in to do the in living color audition uh when they were going to bring bring it back was like the 10 year anniversary yeah something like that some like anniversary yeah and then we got to uh, perform in front of uh, Keenan. Yeah, Keenan Wayans with his whole family. And because he wanted to do like the whole, you know, four quadrant is older people, are older people are gonna laugh? Our parents are parents gonna laugh? Mm-hmm. Our kids are kids gonna laugh? And then so both me and Joe got a chance to just do a full on improv monologue that we made up on the spot. Um, and the whole family was laughing. I was like, oh shit, like what I think is funny is also what the greats also think is funny. So I think that was really cool to have like that kind of like validation because on YouTube even though we were getting views and I thought we were doing funny shit, the audience thought we were doing funny shit, but, I'm like, but you guys would just be stupid. <laughs> just laugh, you know. So I'm like, I want to see. You know what I mean? It's like you yeah, eat you food, right? And then this guy that fucking likes like Taco Bell, he goes, Mmm, it's good. I'm like, man, you think everything's good. You want like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah, it's like
2: Gordon Ramsay saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, it doesn't taste like shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want, you want someone palette. that's like, Oh, this
2: guy, you know, oh, oh, that tastes good. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> And in stand-up comedians that we respected <laughs> yeah. came to our shows or we yeah. shared the same stage and they Not we saw them laughing. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a good validation moment.
0: Yeah. And I think after that, I thought like, okay, cool. We're onto something. I have a better structure on what's going on. And then I think that was kind of like the aha moment where I'm like, doesn't really matter what I do as long as it's funny somehow. So they could be getting into like, let's say in the future, fast forward to when I'm Forty-five, fifty-five, or whatever. If it's a restaurant or a fucking children's playground or whatever, I think as long as it's in it's a f- in the funny realm, it'll continue to uh, be what I guess like my calling is. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I, I love that there's like a, 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 a similar theme even through everybody's different like stories. That there was points and moments of like validation from other people you that, know, that you respect. respect. Yeah, that That's you respect. Yeah. You know that like people that. um somehow make their way into your life because you kept on doing something of your own interest you'd build relationships with people obviously because you're good people so you have to build relationships with people and you have to understand you know that like you can learn something from somebody else or are open to that and then somebody comes in they might just say one thing that you already knew but you needed to hear it from somebody else and then it just sets you down the path pushes you it's forward really cool because i kind of
4: take that into my day-to-day just realizing how important that actually was it's literally one of the most important things but Every DM that I get, even though I've been in like over 100,000 followers and shit like that for a long time, I will respond to.
0: Wow. I
4: put aside time in my day to respond to everybody.
0: I don't respond to any of them. Every single one of them. <laughs> Damn, piece of shit. Dude. I know, I need to change my ways. <laughs> I think we should all do that. I, and yeah. I, even
4: just complimenting people on like, clearly this person uh, tried with their outfit and I'm just like, hey, you look good. Like in the fucking airport, like I don't care. Because maybe they're pursuing the, uh, fashion. Mm. Oh, so even in real life. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like oh, affirmations to people. 100 yeah. fucking percent. It's but that's so also
1: cuz cool. you could do that cuz you can like, you know, fight off the crazy like, I mean, you know what I mean? Cuz they're going to get mad at them for a yeah. I don't yeah, you
4: know if I ever Yeah, I
2: don't know.
1: What the fuck is that <laughs> yeah.
4: Sometimes you'll get like an eye roll or something, you know what like, uh, I Whatever. It's not going to it's not going to make me feel yeah. any worse. Like
3: right, that's true. You see know. my triceps, dude? You <laughs> eye rolling at me? Come on. <laughs>
0: yeah. You see these delts, bro? That is true. That's very valuable. because like like, so Geo calls me a robot, because I am, I'm very logical. <laughs> yeah. And so I think I'm learning the human ways, because I, I remember one time at an airport, I saw a lady with, like, she did her hair to look good, and I was like, oh, I like your hair. And that's it, right? Yeah. And she was like, you just made my day. Mm-hmm. As soon as I walked away, my said, first. bitch. <laughs> exactly. My first thought was like, you had a stranger make your day? What the fuck? <laughs> like, the you stupid it, I was like, you stupid ass bitch. And I told Gio, and I was like, hey, like, this lady <laughs> told me I made her date. It was like, I'm a stranger to her. Like, You're trying to make fun of her? She's like, you fucking moron. know, <laughs> that's what people like.
4: Mar- Mar- people Marlon try. Marlon Lange was a stranger, and so was his family, right? <laughs> no, he's not a stranger. They were. But first time you performed in front of him.
0: Damn, you know what? <laughs> See, this guy gets it. He gets it, dude. (laughs) This guy's winning a life
3: everywhere.